You're listening to the Hash It Out Podcast with your hosts, Samantha Harris, business mentor and marketing strategist, and Hannah LeBron, licensed esthetician and San Diego spa owner. Together, we're using our startup savvy and six-figure experience to hash out all your business struggles, build up your bottom line, and encourage you along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's hash it out. All right. So today we're talking to Braden Drake of Braden Drake Law, and he's also the owner and founder of the Creativepreneur Community. Um, Brayden is your gay best friend, but an attorney who can also do your taxes. So that's his little tagline. I love it, especially because of the personal branding behind it. Um, but hi, Brayden. Welcome to the Hashed Out Podcast. Hi. hi. Thanks for having me. I am super excited to be your very first guest on this podcast, and I'm determined it's going to be your most popular episode. It for sure is. <laughs> <laughs> it is because this is a big topic. Well, we've got a really good topic with Brayden. Um, Brayden is actually one of my favorite speakers. Um, we met on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Met on Instagram, became better friends through the Rising Tide Society. Both serve on leadership with the Rising Tide Society. Um, but today, what we're talking about is getting your business legally legit. And I am going to be up on the stand today. <laughs> I'm taking one for the team. Um, I am going to get schooled in getting my business legally legit. So you guys know I've been in business for two years. Um, I'm a marketing strategist and business mentor, but I also have a community. So Brayden now having his own community as well. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about the legal aspects of online communities, in-person meetups, um, all the legal stuff about that, just making sure you're protected, I think, and also making sure that you are doing the right things for tax purposes because ain't nobody want to pay no nope. more than they have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Brayden, tell us a little bit about what you do and who like your ideal client is. Sure. So I work uh, primarily with small business creatives. So my law firm is Braden Drake Law. That's where I offer any and all one-on-one legal and tax services. So there I do new business formations, contract drafting. I'm starting to dabble a little bit more with trademark and copyright. And then I do a lot of just general consulting as well, as well as tax returns. So I do all that at Braden Drake Law. My other business, Creativepreneur Community, is an online resource for creative entrepreneurs. I sell contract templates. I provide courses on how to legally form your business. And I'm also working on a course to get set up with your bookkeeping, taxes, and all of that fun stuff. So Braden does both one-on-ones and DIYs. Legal and tax topics. Mm-hmm. Well, and I should say you're in San Diego, so you can serve all California. Yes. Anyone else, any other states you're licensed in or? So it depends on the issues. So for state issues that are legal issues, I can only help California clients. It gets a little bit gray. So I do, I will offer consulting services for people outside of California, but I cannot like represent someone in court in another state. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. So let's dive in. So I've got some questions. Um, Brayden knows my situation well. Um, My business, um, as you guys heard in the last podcast, uh, I work one-on-one with clients to help educate them and mentor them with their marketing efforts as well as business mentorship. And then I also offer done-for-you marketing services through my agency. 
Um, and most recently, starting in January, I have opened a global community. It's designed to go global. Um, currently, we have meetups uh, in three locations in California. We're starting our Virginia, Richmond, Virginia meetup um, this weekend. I'm flying to Virginia to launch that. And then uh, we also will hopefully be operating in Austin, Texas, Nashville, Canada, um, a few different provinces in Canada, because I've got a lot of clients there, and then also Washington and Oregon, hopefully pretty soon. So um, we're designed to go global, definitely designed to be um, in multiple states here in the U.S. So um, the components of that are a physical meetup that happens once a month in each location, and then also an online membership. So essentially the way it works is the membership is online and the events are free. So you're not paying to go to these events. They're included with your membership. Um, so I'm hoping that that's the way I get around like taxes in each state <laughs> and all of that fun stuff. Um, I don't know, but uh, we'll see how that goes. And then, like I said, I started Octa Social about two years ago and I am still a sole proprietor. Uh, so let's chat about that. <laughs> sure. So what a lot of people have to understand as kind of the foundational point is that there are two entities that I call the default entities. I guess I should back up and explain what an entity is first. <laughs> so there are multiple ways you can structure your business in the legal community. We call them business entities. So what kind of entity type do you have? And the defaults are a sole proprietorship or a general partnership. So if you go out and you start providing a product or a good or a service in exchange for money, then you have a business. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't file any paperwork, if you are running that business on your own, you are going to be deemed a sole proprietor. You'll have a sole proprietorship. If you have a business partner, then your default is a general partnership. So that's where you start. I have a quick question. Um, uh -huh. I've heard because of my industry, there's a lot of um, girls like that are just starting that they don't make, they maybe throughout a whole year, maybe they make like $5,000. Is there like a certain number, like amount of money that they have to make in order for them to have to do taxes or anything like that? Yes. So this is where it gets a little tricky because the question of whether you have a business is a different question and a different answer. If we're talking about legal requirements versus tax requirements. Right. And even when we're talking about local business license versus DBAs and mm -hmm. state requirements and taxes, for tax purposes, the general rule is if you're making $400 or more, you must report the income for self-employment tax purposes. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. And that's over the course of a year? Yes. Okay. So essentially, if you've ever made $400, if you've ever charged someone at least $400, <laughs> yeah. you have to report it. Okay. Or if you've charged, you know, 40 people, $10, $10. or more. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. yeah, gotcha. Okay, so $400 total in the course of a year, then you have to report it. Um, all right, so moving on. So there's those two general, there's, two general entities that you fall under. I think actually I did file as a partnership because I put my husband's name on it when I filed my DBA. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit different. So really the, the partnership sole proprietor issue is actually, no, I don't even want to really go down that rabbit hole. It's kind of a different <laughs> So 
when you're when you're married for the most part you're considered to be like a single unit yeah so you it's more like you're a sole proprietorship because the two of you jointly own the business as a married couple so in my situation i'm a partnership technically as a default entity um so now what so you should form an llc for your business for legal protection step number one yep and then you need to update all of your local business licenses and your dba and you need to get a new ein and if applicable you would get a seller's permit and do all of those fun things. So seller's permit, that's only if you're going to be selling like retail. Physical like products. Physical products, correct. Yeah, it's for any sales of the technical language is tangible personal property. Mm-hmm. So personal property is anything other than real property. Real property means real estate, basically. Mm-hmm. And then tangible means, you know, physical, like you can touch it. So digital products in the state of California are not subject to sales tax. Oh, okay. The tricky part is, is there are some circumstances where your services can be subject to sales tax as well when the predominant purpose of the service is to provide a good. So what would be an example of that? So an example I gave, I wrote an article and I don't even know if this is a thing, like it probably doesn't even happen, but (laughs) since we're probably going to have some listeners who might be in the salon industry or estheticians or those sort of things. Mm-hmm. I gave the example of if you're launching like a new shampoo line, like your own product line. Oh. And you're going to go to like an expo and you're providing like $10 haircuts or something. But really the purpose of it is to demo your product and to get people to buy the product. Mm. And the, the service would also be subject to the sales tax as well. Oh, that's good Interesting. To know. So... That I haven't really flushed out that hypothetical because, I don't, like I said, I don't know if that happens. But typically, where this is an issue for my clients is photographers who are offering photo albums as part of their service packages. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the question is: Is the photo album you're providing the primary purpose of the contract, or is it an ancillary benefit that you're providing to the client, and they're really hiring you for the digital images? Right. Wow. So that's so much. To- So moving on. So um, next step after filing an LLC, um, what's next? So after your LLC, if you haven't already got all of your licenses, you would do your seller's permit next if you need one. So like we mentioned, the seller's permit is a permit that you get if you're going to have transactions subject to sales tax. Okay. After you do that, you, and you can do a lot of these things simultaneously, but this is how I break it down because when you get your San Diego business license, one of the forms on the business license is to input your seller's permit. So if you do the seller's permit first, then it just, the timeline makes more sense. So you can get your local business license from whichever city you're in because the business license is a city-based application. Right. And then if you're operating under any name other than your personal name, you will need to get a fictitious business name license. That's what we call them here in California. And that is a countywide application. So for example, if you lived in Encinitas or operated your business in Encinitas, you would need a local business license from the city of Encinitas, but your fictitious business name statement from the county of San Diego. Okay. 
And oh, I forgot, I for, did forget one thing. Before you do both of those, you wanna get your employment identification number from the IRS. And that's free and you can do it online. Uh, are we allowed to use expletives on your podcast? Sure. Yes. So I did an Instagram story last week explaining why people need to stop paying for bullshit. <laughs> and what I was talking about was certain online filing programs, like the big ones that you probably heard of, yes. charge $80 for you to get your EIN number. So crazy. And the reason why this really pisses me off is because what you're doing is you're going to their website and you're giving them your name, your address, your social security number, you're entering it all into a form field. Anyway. And then they're taking that information and they're filling like importing it onto a paper application and then mailing it to the IRS to get your EIN. And then they're going to send the EIN to you and charge $80 for that process when you could just go straight to the IRS website and input the exact same information to their application and get it for free. And there's no waiting involved. Yeah. And it's instant. Like you can, it's like right online, super quick. I'm going to be honest. You that did is that? something I would probably fall for. <laughs> Only because I, I get think you're so right. <laughs> only because though I get so nervous that I'm doing things wrong, wrong. that mm -hmm. I'm like, no, what? I'm just gonna let someone who knows what they're doing. That's do it why you me. need your gay best friend who's also an attorney. Yes. Yes. So this is like this is what I always tell people. The important thing is the best reason to have a professional in your corner is not necessarily so you can pay them to do everything, but so you at least have someone that you can trust who will tell you what you can DIY and what you should not DIY. Right. Exactly. And just so everyone knows, an EIN is like a social security number for your business. Yeah. Yes. So if you ever are required to issue 1099s, so if I need to send Samantha 1099 for social media management, which I don't think you even do much of nowadays, but if I did, 10%. yes, I would ask you for a form W9. And on that form, you would either put your social security number or your EIN. So if you don't have an EIN, you have to give me your social, which you don't want to do when the EIN is free to get. And then also you do need an EIN number when you go to open a business bank account. Oh, that's good to know. I do have a friend who is going to start her business and we were just talking about all these things that she has to do. So I'll definitely tell her. She might happen to be right in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, tell her to go to www.creativepreneur.community backslash blueprint. And get all her tools. Yeah, so that's one of my free downloads. But anytime you opt into my email list, you get access to something I call my resource vault. Yes. And it's essentially just a membership site with all of my free stuff in it. Because I hate when I follow my favorite people and I have to sign up for 18 different email automations. Mm -hmm. So I keep all mine in one place. So smart. Yeah, they can get the blueprint, which is the step-by-step -step order of the licenses you need to do, which is what we're talking about on this podcast. And then I also have a step-by-step -step video tutorial on how to get your EIN number. So you just watch the video and follow oh, the steps. And that's going to be perfect for her. Yeah. Just side note, Brayden has a shit ton of free stuff. So if you're looking, if you are looking to like start your business and you want to make sure you're legally legit, Brayden's website is like the best place to start. Yeah, I have blogs, I have a podcast, <laughs> I have checklists, I have guides, all the fun stuff. He does have a lot of great information on his website. Yeah, Definitely like totally free. Us. And it's because Brayden, okay, so everybody, can we talk about Enneagram? 
<laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> Brayden is a seven wing eight, right? Yes. And at first I didn't believe him because Brayden is so like a get shit done kind of person. Hannah's also a seven wing eight, I think. I think. I know we're not supposed to type each other. Um, but I believe Hannah's a seven wing eight as well. And it's like you get an idea, you have to do it right now. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so me. That's so Hannah. And so Brayden, the other night I was replying to his Instagram story. He was like, oh, I left my computer at the office and I have to go back and get it because I have to finish these templates tonight because just because you had that idea that day, right? Yeah, more or less. Well, it's like I had a, I had a list of tasks I needed to get done and I like left my office, went to CrossFit, got home at seven, realized I forgot my computer charger. So I drove back downtown to get it so I could do two more hours of the work. Yeah, and he did it. Whereas a lot of people would be like, eh, screw it. <laughs> like, oh, never. I'm, Hannah's that way too. Yeah, no ways. Hannah? I literally, I literally was on my way to work this morning in my car and had two new business ideas. Oh my gosh, that's like me. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to write them in my notebook so I can circle back later. But uh, this is why I need to join a mastermind, not for any other reason other than just to share all of my business ideas so other people can go implement them. And learn oh them. my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So back to getting legally legit, just in general, um, what else do you have to tell us about getting legally legit? So one thing we didn't talk about is if you are going to form an LLC or any other type of business entity, you need to have an operating agreement. So that oh. is a contract between you and your business that you should have in place. Oh, and you, you're not required to have that if you're a single owner business, but it's still a very good idea. If you have a business partner, you definitely want to have one of those. If you are in a partnership that does not form an LLC, then you need to have a partnership agreement. Is this something we can find in your contract templates? Yes. I just uploaded it last week. Woohoo! <laughs> okay. Perfect. Good to know. So you can buy one of those templates, but just keep in mind, no LLC, business partner, partnership agreement. If you're in an LLC, you need an operating agreement. What's next after the operating agreement? Getting legit. Yeah, so those are most of the steps as far as licenses go. You will need to open a business operating account. I recommend that everyone does that because you don't want to commingle your, any of your funds. So even if you're a sole proprietorship, having a separate business bank account will make your books much cleaner, tidier, easier to manage. And then once you do shift to an LLC, it'll be a very smooth transition for you to do so. Mm -hmm. A little plug here, just a tip. Um, Hannah and I both use Chase Bank. Um, for business banking, and it's because I know we probably have a lot of military listeners here. Um, Chase offers free military business banking. Mm -hmm. So I think up to a certain amount of accounts per person. Yep. So that's why we both have it. Um, and just a little tip if you need to open that account. Um, all right. So after you have your business account, now what? So make sure that you're not commingling your funds mm -hmm. and then you'll want to start getting legit for taxes. So that means setting aside money for your quarterly taxes and filing on an annual basis and what having your bookkeeping done. What percentage do you recommend people hold out on a monthly basis for their quarterly taxes? So a lot of accountants will say 30%, but it's very dependent on your income level because... 
if you are a brand new business owner and you're not making that much money and you're unmarried, then 15 to 20% is probably fine. But then this is also an issue of gross versus net income. So a lot of the times, if you set aside 15% of your gross income when you're starting out, that'll be sufficient. Mm -hmm. Once you are married and you have dual income, you need to consider that. And once your business is bringing in more money, it's probably more like 30%. Gotcha. So 30% is on the higher end. Yes. So if you want to be safe feel like you're getting a tax return. <laughs> yes, but it's also keep in mind, there's really no easy way for, for me to answer this question. I always try my best. But typically, you're going to owe on the higher side about 30, maybe 35% of your net income to taxes. Mm -hmm. So if you operate a pretty lean business and you don't have that many much expenses, then setting aside 30% of your gross income is probably fine. If you operate a business where you have $200,000 in income, but $100,000 in expenses, then setting aside 30% would be $60,000, when in reality, your tax might only be $30,000. Right. Because half of your income is going to expenses. Gotcha. Okay. So to be safe, you can go for 30, but you might be overshooting it. Yeah, depending on your income. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's good. To All right. So um, any last pieces of advice for getting legally legit? Just do all of the stuff that I told you to do. <laughs> <laughs> do steps one through seven. <laughs> yeah. Do all the things that we talked about, but mostly just if you're feeling super overwhelmed, take a deep breath and bear in mind that a lot of people don't do any of this stuff. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, just make your best efforts to be compliant with the rules and do everything step by step. Look at all my free content and you can get started that way. All right. So I do want to talk about something fun you have coming up. Um, you have a big launch. So let's talk about that. Yes. So end of April, early May, I'm going to be launching my first course. It's going to be called Legally Launched, a step-by-step -step guide to legally form your creative business in California. And we essentially are going to be going through all the steps that we talked about here on this podcast, but I will have video tutorials on each of the steps in the process and how to tackle it. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. And um, we actually can get you a little discount on that course. Um, if you want more information about that um, and to get a discount, you can take a look at the show notes. They'll be up as soon as the, um, as soon as the episode airs. So any parting advice you want to leave us with, Brayden? Uh, I don't think so. Just get your shit legally legit and <laughs> let me know if you have questions and follow me on Instagram. Yeah. So that was my last question is where can we find you online? So my Instagram is Brayden Adam Drake. It's B-R-A-D-E-N Adam Drake like the rapper. <laughs> my fave. Hannah hates him. So how do you feel about Drake? I'm pretty indifferent, to be honest. Indifferent? Yeah. Gosh. I like that. He's my absolute fave. How old are you, though, Brayden? 29. 29. Okay, so you were the era. Well, maybe it's because I'm old, then. You are. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's I'm, old. I'm 20. I'm going to be 28. So 
I mean, I don't think that he really demonstrates that much quality as far as rapping talent <laughs> what goes. A way to describe music. 